0: flushcare.com/weightloss
1: Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week we focus on a person, historical event or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah
2: and I'm Jess and between us we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Welcome to the HIV podcast, Sarah, for the ninth time this morning. <laughs> uh, you're all right. Yeah, we should probably explain. We've had some microphone issues, haven't we? Do You have. Yeah, that's true. I like how Sarah completely distancing herself from any problem there. It is just my microphone, sadly. So we'll start by saying if I sound a little tinny, we do apologise, but my microphone seems to have broken, so we're having to improvise as we can. So the sound won't always be this way, so please do, you know. Stick with us. We haven't gone backwards in time.
1: No, and I do feel, as I just said to you before we started recording, that your microphone is on one, isn't it? It's completely. Because for on weeks one. it wanted you to be really close to it, and now it's like, no, 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 back off. Yeah. Anyway, it's National Sex Day.
2: What does that mean? I've not heard of it before. So I have pulled this from the internet, so these aren't my words. So National Sex Day is on the 9th of June and is dedicated to the joys of having sexual relations, engaging in pleasurable activities and exploring each other's bodies. There is a lot more to it than just getting physical. It's about connecting with someone and creating and enjoying this otherworldly experience. What do they mean,
1: otherworldly?
2: I don't know. I I think they just mean sex, where, you know, maybe it takes you to heaven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like as I said, I found that on the internet, but it is National Sex Day. I was going to say, I find it, I really, I don't know why it cringes me out so badly, but it makes me feel really like a bit, um, when people are like, let's explore each other's bodies. I just do not enjoy that sentence at all. Like, no, thank you.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so basically, so it's not just, it's not about having sex. No. No.
2: You can't. You can do whatever you want. I suppose you could market by having sex, couldn't you? I think maybe it's just about considering your sex
1: life, and that
2: can oh. be your sex life with yourself, can't it? it? Can be masturbation.
1: Oh, oh, you're right. Yes. So there we go. Excellent. Well, I shall. I shall consider it after oh, this episode. Oh. I was going to say, what are you going to do
2: to market? You're just going to think about sex today. Yes. All your sexy dreams with Anton Deck.
1: Perfect. Oh. I won't be considering those.
2: Well, in other news, I went away to have a look to see if Papua New Guinea was on our list of countries, Sarah, that listened to us. We had a big debate last week, didn't we? Paraguay, Papua New Guinea. It was all confusing. If you don't remember or you don't know what we're talking about, go back and have a listen to Gina 2's episode. Anyhow, um, Papua New Guinea is on the list. Yes. Yeah. It is so Paraguay and Papua New Guinea, um, and also we've now gone up to 168 list uh, listeners. God, that'd be depressing. We've only got 168 listeners, and um, we've gone up to 168 countries that listen from 167. So we've got a new country, a brand new one. So hello, whichever country you are, because it doesn't actually tell me which is the new country. I just can oh. get a list of all of them because it just the, our analytics software doesn't really work like that. So my money's on Peru. Do you reckon? All the peas. Oh, oh, I see. Not just because you got confused again. Peru's been on there
1: for a while. Has it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I want to know what country it is now. Well, I'll try and have a look.
2: I might be able to go back sort of last month and then look at all the countries and then see which one's been added in. So look at you making more work for me.
1: Uh, That's how it should be.
2: (laughs) So tell me what we're doing today for National Sex
1: Day. Oh, you carry on just is swigging beer. It is 11 o'clock in the morning. It's a, it's a little Diet Coke. It's in a bottle.
2: I know, do you know why? You? I feel so posh. I can't even lie to you. Is there anything better than having a Coke in a glass bottle? I don't think there is. Well, I mean, I
1: don't like cake, so.
2: Oh, then not for you then. No. Oh, well, people listening, they will know an ice cold Coke in a glass bottle, which I know is probably absolutely awful for the environment. I only got them because I got them free. You know the, those things where it's like two can dine for ten pounds, and then you have to choose a drink. You know, so we chose the little diet cokes and the bottles. That's what we chose for our drink.
1: So posh.
2: That's the only reason I have them. I don't. I'm not like you with your printer money. Just you know, printing whatever you want, spending all on printer cards. Not like that with glass coke bottles. Literally <laughs> got as part of a deal.
1: <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, today to tie in with National Sex. Day, day. Yeah, I was going to say week. Then, oh, wishful thinking, Sarah. Oh, obviously. Uh, today we're looking at HIV, sex, orgasm, sex toys, and sexual dysfunction. I've broadened it out a bit, Jess. I love trying it. to cover all the bases. That sounds perfect to me. Excellent. Well, we'll start that in a minute. First of all, though, the CCTV wire, um the advertising's not gone to plan.
2: There's nothing on it. I can't see anything on it behind My you. My head's
1: in the way oh oh so there is something on it you prepared to be impressed at the amount of time and effort i've put into this oh, i'm okay. celebrating celebrating um our biggest supporters they so look okay. i don't know if you can see <laughs> i might have to hold them up, <laughs> what you see on? that i have put uh, a message to paraguay at the top
2: <gasps> okay so the top message to me looks like it says i heart and then it says Papua New Guinea. You've crossed that out and then written Paraguay.
1: Amazing. And then I have, I didn't have, obviously, printer cards, which is expensive. I haven't been into the office. I was off last week, so not printing pictures at home. I've drawn them, hand drawn, handcrafted, if you will. A picture of Sean, our boss. That is. And uh, your lovely
2: mum. And my mother. I love that you just put Jess's mum as well. So Benice is on there. Look at her little face. Look at Sean. Sarah, I'm very much enjoying this. I think you might start getting people asking you for commissions.
1: I think without a doubt.
2: This is absolutely fantastic. I mean, they are very lifelike, let's be
1: honest. The resemblance is uncanny.
2: I, I now I feel like I'm literally recording a podcast, Sarah, with Sean and my mum. That's how it feels. Mm. They're so lifelike.
1: But I'm um, I'm pretty pleased with my efforts, so you're all welcome. I think it's fantastic. As ever, you know, promote it on
2: the hashtag CrappyCCTVWire is still Not open. crappy.
1: No, no, no. Just CCTVWire. I'm That's blocking amazing. a little bit of Bernice. There we go. I'm
2: glad you brought my mother and our boss along for our sex episode.
1: That is true, actually. I didn't think of that.
2: They're just staring at me. You've got your back to them. <laughs> They're just eyeballing me.
1: <laughs> Bernice me. is, well, she's looking very happy that you're contemplating sex later. Well done, Jess.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mother. Thank
1: you. Okay, let's have a look. What are we doing? So we're talking about, well, we're we're talking about sex, but as I said, lots of kind of different facets of it because we just don't talk about sex enough because we live in Britain. Yeah. And if you talk about sex over here too much, it'll either drop off or close up. (laughs) It's not true. Yes. So it falls to us just to bring this into the public domain. So you can look forward to many hours of editing out my guffaws. Guffaw's a good word. Come on. It's a really good word. I do love a guffaw. Okay. My new favourite word is chuff. Why? What, like chuffing? Like chuff, it's another name for your, you know, like my cavernous chuff. Are you joking? For your vagina? Yes said so someone on instagram the other day referred to it as their chuff and i was like that's that's amazing i've heard about being chuffed because you can you can call it chuff the magic kraken
2: chuff <gasps> oh, the magic kraken
1: you don't know what we're talking about it is a play on words based on puff the magic dragon which was released it was a song released in 1963 i am keeping it relevant
2: Nice, that is lovely. how it's always going to be named now. Well, and, and just again, to keep everyone in the loop, the Kraken is what I have chosen to call my vagina. In an act of rebellion against men naming their penises, uh, we decided to name our vaginas. Sarah went with Velma. I went with the Kraken. Well,
1: there you go. Chuff the magic Kraken from now on. Always in my
2: oh. head. Um, where does it live, though? Tough Ch- uh oh. Cha, the wow. The magic dragon lives in my pants. Glorious. It's glorious. Okay, <laughs> okay here we go. Story did begun, uh, Sarah. half
1: the magic dragon lived by the sea. You grew up by the sea.
2: Yeah, that's true. That is true. I like lives in my pants.
1: Well, it's true. Yeah, it just makes me think of enormous pants. I don't know why. Oh well, I don't want to say knickers. <laughs> like that doesn't go. I can't sing.
2: Chaff the magic kraken lives in my knickers. <laughs> I feel like we need to move on. I feel like this is too much for everyone. Everyone's just like no. And if this is the episode that the people at the British Podcast Awards are listening to, then I will be devastated.
1: <laughs> this is the winner. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so three areas we're going to talk about. Uh, so a little bit about sex. Then we're just going to talk a little bit about sex toys and then we're going to talk about sexual dysfunction. Perfect. All in the context of HIV, so there'll be no sex toy recommendations or reviews from me.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, that's fine. You you made it sound like they were coming from me.
1: Well, Well, they can do if they want, but I'm very vanilla. We've talked about this before. Maybe we haven't actually recorded a podcast. Well, anyway, no anyway let's go right so i have got oh it's like a little quiz kind of a quiz let's put you on the spot jess come on okay all right so just to remind everybody and also because sometimes we get asked these questions when we're testing for hiv so yes or no jess if someone doesn't actually come in you can you still catch hiv yes yeah excellent from the Pre-cum, they call it, don't they? Yeah, there's pre-cum. Yeah, yeah, it's from, yeah, of course you can. Excellent, good. You only do it once, can you still contract HIV? Yes, you can. If it's over really quickly, can you still contract HIV?
2: Yes, you can. I feel like I'm part of the Barack Obama campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yes, we
1: can. What if someone doesn't come in you but they come over you. Can you somehow hoover it up inside you? No, I would, no. I would agree. I can purge. Yes.
2: I hope you're going to cover it if someone tries to like come in your eyeball because I've been asked that kind of thing before. Yeah, at work. Oh, not, not just out socialising. I haven't been asked. No, not not personally.
1: Oh, are any positions more risky than others? I've listed doggy and missionary. That's the extent of my knowledge. No, not positions,
2: but if you are receiving, you are at a higher risk of contracting HIV. That does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that if you are the giver, if you are the putter inner, that
1: you are at no risk because that's not what I'm saying. Excellent. What if you do lots of foreplay but no penetration? I suppose it depends what the foreplay is. I've put no, there is no risk. Oh, but then what type of foreplay? No, I'm still going to say low to, to oh, zero. Oh, yeah, 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 low to
2: zero risk. I was just wondering what the foreplay might be, but then I don't know.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're correct. Well done, you. What if you have a threesome with no protection, but, you know, it's a threesome, so woo is there a risk of contracting HIV? I suppose it depends what I'm doing in that threesome. Why do people like threesomes? It sounds exhausting. Too many limbs, not enough personal space. I am all about the fun in that scenario. Do you like personal space during sex? Because I imagine that's quite difficult, Sarah. I'm yeah. still not sure how I managed to uh, have two children, if I'm honest. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: um, yes, so within a threesome, it would depend. So if it's just all foreplay,
2: right, then no. But if you're having penetrative sex, then yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What if... I mean, I said I, it's unlikely to be me. What if I go to a party throwing my keys in a bowl and whoever picks them out, that's that's how it works, isn't it? Looks extremely fit. Could I contract HIV? Not just from looking at them, no, Sarah. Excellent. What if only the tip of the penis goes in? Is there just a risk? Just the tip. Um, yeah. Because yeah. if they're still pre-cum, then yeah. What if the woman doesn't orgasm? Yeah. If a woman orgasms, does it increase the risk of contracting HIV? I would assume the risk was the same. Yeah. So the because, risk is there anyway because it's unprotected yeah. sex. And your moist, mucus-lined body cavities don't care if you orgasm or not. You know, it's bone's in that way anyway. Yeah. So don't be thinking, as I've heard before, I didn't orgasm, so the risk is less. It's still no. unprotected sex. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, Last one, what about if the man pulls out? Yeah, of course, because they're still pre-cum. So there you go. If you have unprotected penetrative sex and bi-penetrative, it doesn't matter if it's just the tippy tip or the whole thing. it's unprotected, you're at risk of contracting HIV. I love that. Just the tippy tip or the whole salami. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: a good job I'm not childish, isn't it? (laughs) Perfect person to do
1: this episode with thinking well it's fine I won't have penetrative sex we'll use sex toys instead great go for it but remember we've talked about this before haven't we about the need to keep those sex toys clean yeah so non-insertive sex toys is not so much of an issue so been reading up on this Jess so nipple clamps sex swings handcuffs yeah they're all fine aren't they yeah non-invasive just checking if there's anything else I've missed out that I've, you know. Looking around
2: your room. Yeah. Looking around your sex dungeon.
1: Whips, they're okay. Yep. Cages
2: yep. to keep your husband clearly very, very far away from you while you <laughs> ensure there's personal space. <laughs> COVID must have been a dream for you. You're like two metres away.
1: Ah, if I haven't said it before, he is a lucky man. <laughs> they're less likely to have bodily fluids on them, but if they do, just give them a clean. So the seat of that, you know, sex swing probably do with a clean anyway. Yeah. I'm sure people do clean these things, don't they? How
2: often do you clean your sex swing?
1: Uh, I just include it in my weekly, yeah, household clean.
2: Yeah, of course, just one of the chores, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So just once well, I'll a week. I get the kids then. to do it. I pay the kids. Pay the kids to do that sort of thing.
2: You pay your children to just clean they your clean sex swing. My sex swing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should edit this out. <laughs>
1: the thing you see in the Daily Star, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, Right. Insertive sex toys. So vibrators, dildos, butt plugs. I've probably missed out some, but those are the ones I know about. You ideally use them with a condom or you clean them afterwards, especially um, if you're using them in a group environment. So don't just, you know, use it and then pass it on to the next person. None none of that malarkey. No, no, no. That's why it's so much easier, I think, to use condoms. With things like vibrators
2: and dildos and even butt plugs, really, because you know, you take the condom off afterwards,
1: perfect. You know, to clean well, it's clean. it's just less of a faff, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If you're having, I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to be the owner at a uh, sex party when you're like, can everyone just hold on, guys? Can I just clean all of this and then we'll go again? Yeah, exactly. And that's just not going to happen, is it? we we talked about this before heat at the moment, all of that, Jazz, just not going to happen. No. That's true. Now, when we say to clean them, I don't think we've talked about this before. Um, Just soap and water is absolutely fine. You know, no hazmat suits, no vats of bleach or anything like that. Or you can buy specialist sex toy cleaner if you want to. Cleaner as in a cleaner product, not a cleaner person that does not Imagine, I've just ordered myself a sex toy cleaner. Yes.
2: Okay, so yeah, so sex toy cleaner. Yes, I'm with you. Not a person, a thing. Say so that again, because I sniffed it all over oh, you. Oh, sorry. I was saying, so So, sex toy cleaner is a thing, not a person.
1: Yes, yes. Anyway. A, a, a product, not an actual, yeah. there's no job. But maybe we should think about setting that up. I mean, you, I will take the
2: bookings and you can go out and do the job.
1: Yeah, I don't. You're regretting
2: know. it now, aren't you? I can see it yeah. in your face, regretting that suggestion.
1: It goes against that. Our whole kind of ethos of, you know, your manual, I'm strategy. Oh, I thought the- you... <laughs>
2: I thought you were going to say it goes against our ethos of empowering other people. No, no, goes against the ethos where you're you're the little one that does everything and I am just the boss.
1: Oh, do you know what? We are recruiting at the moment to replace Lauren. Maybe we'll just add this to their job description.
2: I love it. Yeah, you're interviewing tomorrow, aren't you? So
1: let me know how people feel about that. Mm, I'll let you know how that goes down. <laughs> okay, now we're not just talking about sex and making each other laugh. Um we also need to talk about sexual dysfunction. Do you know, I don't think that is discussed enough and it can affect people with HIV or it can affect anyone, not just people with HIV. But there are psychological reasons why sex can be more difficult after you've contracted HIV. Really? That could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think about it. It could be because of the way you contracted it. There could be fears around passing on the virus or or you're just not feeling sexy anymore. If anything, I think there's definitely
2: the possibility there that it could affect your sex life in the way, like you're saying, that you're you're no longer just letting go and enjoying because you're anxious yourself. Yeah. But with you equals you, you know, people don't need to be anxious.
1: No, they don't, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's kind of well publicised that, you, you know, you equals you, you can't pass the virus on. But I still think the mindset for some people is that you almost either you, you can't lead yourself to believe that that's true.
2: I mean, it's another it's another element of HIV stigma, right? Where for yeah. decades, people have been told you need to be extra careful. And, you know, you definitely can't have any kind of unprotected sex. And now everything's changed with you equals you. And you definitely can. But I still don't underestimate how hard it is to get those messages that, that have been sort of drilled into you out of your head now. You know, that's difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it can, I mean, it can include lots of different problems. So problems with sexual desire, problems with arousal, problems achieving an orgasm or painful sex. So I think everyone assumes when it comes to sexual dysfunction, it's just that you can't get an erection. No, no, no. It's way, way more than all of yeah. that. And also, um, you know, medication can be a factor. So if you've being diagnosed with HIV and not feeling great about yourself and then you um are prescribed antidepressants for example to kind of help get you through this that can have an effect on your um yeah. desire to have sex as well yeah so it's quite well, it's like, oh, well it is complex everything's complex isn't it it's, it's if you're not used to if you've had a very active sex life um and now you've gone to not having sex at all that in itself can be problematic oh completely
2: yeah for some people that well sex is an essential part of most people's lives. Obviously it holds more importance for some people than others. We're all different and we all have, you know, different libido levels and things like that. But yes, if you are somebody where that has been a real integral part of your life,
1: trying to navigate through that would be really challenging. Yeah. And and you mentioned it stigma. I think stigma and, and those kind of underlying feelings of shame. I mean very few people are going to feel sexy when they feel ashamed. Yeah. And they shouldn't do. I think stigma plays a huge part in um, people just not feeling sexy anymore. And it shouldn't do, but it does. So, if you're experiencing this and you're single, most people um, just abstain for a while. And that's fine. That's what you want to do. But it doesn't suit everyone. And as we've said, if you've gone from having very regular sex to no sex, that can be challenging in itself. If you're with a partner, And the level of intimacy decreases because of sexual dysfunction. That's a challenge as well, isn't it? Mm. You know, you've got feelings of perhaps letting them down or perhaps you're having sex with them still because you feel you ought to, even though you don't really want to. Again, lots of kind of complex feelings going on there.
2: Many, many layers to this, aren't there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there really are.
2: So what to do? Exactly. This is what I was going to ask Sarah. And for once, I hope you're so proud of me. I did not butt in and go, what can people do, Sarah? (laughs) I waited
1: because I thought she will have this covered. Okay. I mean, it's not an easy thing to talk about. I get that. But the best way to get help is to either talk to your GP or your HIV consultant. Because they can ensure that there's no underlying health causes and signpost you to organizations that can help you work through the psychological aspects that may be contributing to this. And if you're listening, oh, see, sneezes now, sniffles all the way through this. If you're listening to like this, to what we're discussing and you're thinking, actually, yeah, this does affect me, then please be reassured it's actually way more common than you think. Um, people don't talk about it people talk about this less than even talking about hiv so don't think well i can't raise it with my gp or my consultant they've dealt with this before i can absolutely guarantee it
2: and i would like to add at this juncture i think also when we use the term sexual dysfunction i think our natural mindset falls to it being um men or or you know someone that has penis um and i think as women we need to acknowledge that there's sexual dysfunction in women as well you know perhaps you're drier than normal and so that's making sex painful we know that that can happen for a ton of different reasons and the same as you were saying with shame or psychological problems there are lots and lots of different reasons it might be painful please do go and speak to your gp because i think that's the thing isn't it we say sexual dysfunction and so many i think of the adverts and everything on that we see on tv mm everything's geared at it. You know, this is the only falls at men's door. And it's like, no, no, this falls at everybody's door. Yeah. As Sarah said, please do go and speak to somebody. And, you know, I know there's that part of you that feels a bit embarrassed about talking about it, but that is the minutest part of when you then feel relieved that you're being listened to and you're getting help. And then you can, you know, hopefully solve your issues and move on to have a lovely, healthy sex life like you want,
1: how it looks, how you would like it to look, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the other thing, isn't it? It's about what you deserve. It should be part of self-care the same as everything else is. If that aspect of your life isn't going the way you want it to, you deserve better. Um, And it can make it better as well. You have to, yes, take that initial step to speak to someone about it, but do it because you deserve it.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, don't be afraid to speak to your partner as well. I think some people are also quite scared to open up to their partner and just say, look, can we just pump the brakes on this for a minute just while I go and, you know, go and seek some support and get some help around this. I think we tend to think that if we say that, then we'll be really heavily judged or our partner will think it's about them. Well, you know,
1: it's often not at all. So, And you're right, it does affect everyone, whether you have a penis or a vagina. Sexual dysfunction can be an issue. And we talked about women. Um, we should mention that uh, the menopause. So, women living with HIV may experience a slightly earlier menopause, and that can af- affect, as you said, uh, how lubricated the vagina is. Um, and I mean, you, you can use lube and, and things like that. But again, it's not something we talk about very often. So, um, as women are going through menopause, yes. It's again, speak to your um, HIV consultant or your GP. If it's just, Sex isn't the way that it was prior to the menopause. God, that was convoluted, wasn't it? (laughs) No, I'm with you. What's going on? It's because I think I'm going to sneeze again. It's hay fever season, Sarah. I know. And all the pollen seems to have gathered right by my window. It's outrageous. Another thing for those of us with a vagina, pain during sex. Uh, This might not be related to HIV at all, but again, get it checked out. Yeah. By your GP, because there are lots of reasons why that could be happening. Um, And lots of them are really easy to address, but you need to determine whether it's physical or psychological. If you have a penis, problems with ejaculation. Uh, Again, it's all encompassed in sexual dysfunction, isn't it? Ejaculating too quickly, taking too long, not ejaculating at all. We've talked about condoms before, haven't we, that delay ejaculation.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, which you could use. And there are other techniques you can use as well to stop ejaculating quickly. There is help if it's not happening at the speed it would normally do or if it's not happening at all. And again, it's your GP, it's, it's your HIV consultant that can help. And there are specific clinics as well that you can be referred to. So all is not lost. And I think some people just kind of think, oh, I just need to live with this. No, absolutely not.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think people just go, well, this is it. This is my lot. So I will just, I'll well, it's like any sort of health ailment, isn't it? Quite often we just, oh, we'll live with that pain and we'll live with this issue. And it's
1: like, no, it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. The other thing for uh, anyone with a penis is low testosterone. And it can be difficult to diagnose because the symptoms, low sexual desire, uh, loss of muscle mass, that kind of thing are quite generic and can apply to lots of different um, issues. But they can occur in HIV positive people who have normal testosterone levels and it can be the cause of erectile dysfunction. Seriously? I I, I did not realise that at all. No, I didn't know either. But when we're saying about is it physical or is it psychological? Um, if you have low testosterone, testosterone replacement treatment can help. You know, it can restore sexual desire, improve erection quality have you ever used that? Used I love
2: that erection <laughs> quality that was a quality erection
1: <laughs> we don't use that term enough oh, I don't even know where I'm going with this now anyway there are medications that are helpful if you're experiencing erectile dysfunction that honestly that's so good
2: to know though because obviously some of our clients do come and speak to us about issues they may be having around their sex lives so uh, yeah I had no idea that that could be the case mm.
1: And I think it's also important, I've got some stats here to back up what I'm saying. So Many people struggle with erectile dysfunction, especially as they get older, but it's more common in people with HIV than in the general population. So research suggests that around 40 to 60% of men with HIV may experience some degree of erectile dysfunction. Don't read too much into that because I don't have detailed analysis. So I don't know if it was just after they got diagnosed or when they grew older, Right. But the research that we've got, and we always cite our source underneath the episode, suggests that it is more common in men with HIV.
2: That's Well, that's good information to know. That's good to be aware of.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, we need to kind of keep it in perspective, don't we? Because it's also more commonly associated with other conditions, you know, diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, obesity, heart disease. So it isn't just HIV. They're not being singled out for this at all. Certain long term conditions and HIV is included in that could lead it being more likely that you have erectile dysfunction. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it could also just be because you know, it's something that occurs, you get older and more people yeah. with HIV are living into old age. Now, there is, as we know, medication to treat it. Viagra is one of them. I've seen another one advertised recently. I don't know what that was called. I is it, it a it. form of Viagra, this other one? I'm not sure. You know, when it's just on in the background, <laughs> the really cheesy advert where there's a man and a woman, they get to the door of the bedroom and then it's just like, like quite... I think I know. Yeah, I yeah. think I know which
2: one you mean. But you can you can access it so much more easily now, can't you? From places like Superdrug and pharmacies, I'm not just plugging Superdrug. You know, lots of different places.
1: Yeah, you do love Superdrug. You've mentioned them a few times. Have I? I'm not gonna
2: lie, I do love Superdrug. Do you? I do. You don't love Superdrug? Not really. Oh, for I'm their not. makeup, their makeup sections are amazing. What better than Boots? Look, why are you making me do this? If I ha if there was a boots and a super drug next to each other, I'd go to Superdrug. It's boots. I like boots, don't get me wrong, but I just love Superdrug. I honestly, where I live, Superdrug opened and I, I was just ecstatic. Shut now. Gone. But oh. yeah, I was so happy when it opened. Maybe it's, it's from my childhood. It's like everything was cheaper, wasn't it? It was like the fun place to go and buy like fake tan
1: and stuff. No, oh, well, I see, I don't think we had a super drug. I think it was just boots. And I worked there on a Saturday, so, you know, I'm obviously still loyal to them. Aren't you? Okay, proceed. Anyway, back to Viagra. So Viagra works by increasing blood flow to the penis, and that makes it more sensitive to touch, but it doesn't increase sexual desire. So if you're not wanting to do it in the first place, there's not much point taking Viagra. And if you're HIV positive then bear in mind that taking medication for erectile dysfunction can interfere with your HIV meds. One of them, the only one I can pronounce, uh, but there's another one. Oh, I should have looked how to pronounce this. I've not even heard of it. Go on. K- I don't even know if that's still in circulation. But anyway, there are some HIV medications that can increase the effects of any erectile dysfunction medication. I mean and you don't want to be doing that oh wow yeah but there are also HIV meds that can decrease the effect as well so if you are thinking this is the route that you want to go down please talk to your HIV consultant
2: perfect perfect way to move forward yeah and we'd say your HIV consultant over your GP because obviously your GP is a general practitioner you know they're not going to have that specialist knowledge are they well more more likely they're not you might have somebody who's you know, very specialised in HIV. But yeah, do speak to your uh, to your clinic.
1: Yeah. And again, it's not singling people out because they've got HIV. certain antibiotics, antifungal medications can also affect the use of Viagra. So it's just common sense just to check before you start using it that there's no kind of side yeah. effects or the side effects will be enhanced because of other medication that you're taking. Mm. And the other thing you shouldn't use is poppers, the recreational drug. Don't use poppers if you're using any erectile dysfunction medication because it can result in a potentially fatal drop in blood pressure. I think is everything for today? Everything you need to know? Is it everything about sex toys, HIV and sexual dysfunction? Probably not everything.
2: No, no. I think we can agree it's not everything. But like all of our episodes, Sarah, we promise one thing, but we just under-deliver quite wildly. But
1: I like that about us. That we constantly (laughs) under-deliver. Yeah, we
2: never get to the end. We never find conclusions about things. But to be fair, well done on this episode because I've genuinely learnt so much stuff that will help when we're supporting clients, haven't you?
1: Oh, definitely, yes. And they are quite open with us, actually, aren't they? I I mean, I've definitely been asked questions around erectile dysfunction before. Oh, sorry, the cat just fell off the (laughs) windowsill.
2: Also, you know, we do have clients that also use poppers. So it's, you know, really good to know that information. We don't want anyone, you know, having any kind of interaction with a drug that could be fatal. Absolutely not. So we'll share that information around for sure. Well done you, Sarah. Do you think Sean and Bernie were behind you, their pictures? Do you think they'll have enjoyed it as much? Oh,
1: Maybe? absolutely. Their smiles yes. tell
2: me they did. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, they definitely did.
2: Yeah, I feel like actually that was just a little useful lesson for me, if no one else. Oh, and me, yes. No, and I,
1: I always we said no one ever talks about this. So um if nothing else, we can perhaps get a couple of conversations started. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And if you have any questions that you'd like us to look into or answer for you or have a look at, just message us. Message us on Instagram, that's where we tend to pick most stuff up, or there's a contact form through our link on our Instagram bio. You can Send it through that. So yeah, please do get in touch. Like Sarah said, we want people to talk about this. We don't want people to feel ashamed. And, you know, that's why we are so open about talking, as you'll have heard, about our own vaginas. A sort of taught that we shouldn't be talking about these things, that it's a bit shameful and you know, they're all very mm. private. I'm not saying like go out into the street and start shouting about your sex life. But I do think people, it would be good if we could all chat a bit more openly about it. I agree. That's my the end of my soapbox speech. Excellent. Well done. Nicely said. Isn't that ASMR that is? Can that is. hear that? Happy National Sex Day.
1: Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on
2: Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and video. The HIV podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support.